This is Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Here's Kelly Finley. Good Sunday morning and welcome to the Community Roundtable. Hope you're having a great week. It's about to get better. I have two great guests joining me to talk to you, yes, about an event coming our way, but also different ways in which you can give back to the community. And if you are listening to me, that means you're the perfect age. You can give back because we need it oh so much here in the city. As I do each Sunday, I have my guests introduce themselves, tell you their names and the organization that they're with, and then we get right to the conversation at hand. Because I know I'm in the room with a gentleman, I'll start with our lady first. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Good. I'm Colette Huff, and I'm the CEO for Dearborn YMCA. Welcome. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, sir. Good morning. My name is Herman Thomas. I'm currently the president of the Tomeville Crane Development Corporation, and we're partnering with the Dearman Y to sponsor this event coming up. It's so great to have both of you here. Um, both of you clearly have a love and passion for the community, and we are wanting to let them know about something coming their way, right? Correct. All right, let's talk about that first, and then I've got a lot more questions for both of you. So tell me, when I say Jazzy Blues by the Bay, what does that mean? That means in Sunday afternoon of relaxation, great music, fellowship, and you can have a little cocktail if you like to kind of in, to set the mood to end the, the past week and to start the new week. And, and at the same time, you're kind of partying with the purpose. You're supporting the Dearborn YMCA. What do people need to know about the Dearborn YMCA? Well, Dearborn YMCA has been serving the Mobile community since 1933. So for quite some time, we've had a presence in the downtown area of Mobile. We are an heritage YMCA, which means that we were established to serve minority populations when blacks couldn't go anyplace else. Um, We now serve the entire community, but um, we have a purpose here um, in this making sure that the underserved population of our community is taken care of. So we provide services that uh, focus on the areas of youth development, healthy living, and social responsibility. We serve the entire family from birth to senior citizens with various programs. Are you, do you both find that people, first of all, say, what in the world is a heritage? Why? Mm -hmm. And What's the importance of having a why um, be what it is in this day and age? Well, I love it when people want to know what is a heritage why, because when I explain it to them, they get excited because it's it's, uh, because I think most Mobilians love history. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of history associated with the Dearborn Y. And the fact that there's only one of three heritage whys in the entire country. I think is very significant. Judge, repeat that one more time because it's that important. Yes, the, the Dearborn Y is only one of three heritage Ys remaining in the United States of America. Why? <laughs> I mean, literally and figuratively, right? Well, Why? Y- you know, they, and, and there's just time, uh, neighborhoods are changing, mm-hmm. finances. It's just, there's a host of reasons, and, and there's a lot of things in our culture and our community that, uh, that are dying by the wayside. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, a lot of it is due because maybe we are not paying as much attention as we should pay to some of our traditions. We're not as supportive as we should be. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of reasons. And so, and so that's why it's so important that we maintain the history and the significance yeah. of the, of the, the why. And, and Ms. Huff hit a, a great point. It started out serving the underserved, but now it serves everybody. 
That's right. And its doors are open to all the the, the uh, citizens of this great community. Let's and, and let's and I'm sorry to interrupt. Let's talk about that. You know how you're able to serve when we're talking from. Uh, give me a typical day, okay? So let's say you've got the typical people in there from from all a- all ages. Mm-hmm. What are they experiencing when they come through your doors? When they come through our doors, they are welcomed by people who love them and want to see them succeed in life. We want to make a difference in their lives. We want to improve their quality of life. So they're welcome with open arms each day. We have children coming in, and I, I'm telling you, that's the, the bright spot of my day. They're coming in, loving on us, and we're loving on them. And we're making sure that they're equipped with the skills and knowledge that they need to go on and be successful in life. We have young people who are attending our adult education program who have experienced traumas, you know, setbacks in life that we at our age may have never mm-hmm. even imagined. Mm-hmm. And we're there to support them and let them know that they're not in a, an environment where they're being judged. They're there to be helped and given a hand up. Um, we're giving them uh, something to look forward to each day, giving them hope letting them know that they're not lost and forgotten, um, but they are here to be served and to be equipped with the skills and knowledge that they need to go on and get um, gainful employment so that they can provide for their families and to change life cycles, to better themselves and to better their families. Ms. Huff, why do you care so much? Oh, that's just part of who I am. <laughs> I care because I want to see people in our community succeed. I want them to have better life, um, quality of life. Um, I want them to be able to give back and change the uh, cycles of their family. And I want them to help to make this city and this community a much better place to live. And they can't do that without the services that we provide. And, you know, the services that you provide and, Judge, you were saying that, I mean, for more than 25 years, you have been somehow, some way, shape or form connected to the why. Um, those services cost money. Yes. And, and, and that's why we are sponsoring this event the second Sunday in August at Cooper Riverside Park to help the why incentive their financial needs and also capital improvements. You know, one of the things I think is unique about the why, and a lot of people don't realize this, you know, the, the pool at the why is an Olympic sized swimming pool indoors. Uh, and I tell people that because if you've never been to the why, you would not know that. That's right. But, but it's in need of repair. And it is a major capital expense to maintain, but also to repair their, that pool. So that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about the opportunity to, to help with this event. And what I'm hoping is that we can get the community to come out to this Jazzy Blues on the Bay to benefit the Durban YMCA. After that second Sunday, they will feel a connection Mm -hmm. and they will continue to support. And and we're going to make this an annual event. We're going to grow this event and and hopefully have some other events where we we can, as a community, can give back to the Y. Now, you you said the second Sunday. What date is that? August 8th. August 8th. Okay, because I know a lot of our planning friends are Mm -hmm. like, I need a date. What time? Five to eight. Okay, five to eight. Do you need to be at least 21 to attend? You do not. We will We will have the, the, the music is, is something that everyone can enjoy, and okay. we have two local groups and a national artist to perform, mm-hmm. but we will have adult beverages, but we will have um, 
have a have a kind of a, a system where if you, in order to be 21, you, you have to have a, okay. a ban. And so we will be monitoring that because we will have security there. But but you is open to all ages and it's it's a family friendly event. So we want you to bring your lawn chairs and just sit out on the grass and just overlook the bay. Love that. And, and I'm glad you talked about that Olympic sized pool because, you know, summers in Mobile are quite steamy. And knowing that there is a way to cool off, even though it's indoors, knowing you can cool off and get your recreational fun in, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. So as we speak, is the pool closed? It is currently closed. We're working on getting the motor replaced now. We hope to have it up within the next few weeks, provided that that is the actual issue. Um, that's causing the shutdown. Mm-hmm. But we're we're really anxious to get that pool up and running. We've had a lot of inquiries about swim lessons and swim team. And we know that, especially in the black community where the um, drowning rate is really high, that it's important that we have that pool open and we have people there that are qualified to teach these kids how to swim and how to be safe around water. That section of town, I mean, and give people your address, if you would, please. 321 North Warren Street. So uh, that section of town, I mean, there's a lot of families in that area, a lot of young people, um, grandparents, too, who are raising, um, you know, their grandkids, because mm-hmm. that's happening nationwide. But but you talk about that being such a pivotal um, center mm-hmm. for so many families to be able to come to that's safe, that's clean, and that's built on love. That's right. That's a big deal. It is. And you since 19, you said 33? 1933. My goodness, the stories that could come out of there. Right? <laughs> yeah. When you, and how long have you been on uh, in, your, in your capacity? I've been there for 11 years in this role. Mm-hmm. And I've really enjoyed the work that I do here because I know it's making a difference in people's lives. And I know that we're needed in this community. You talk about, you know, the veterans and the homeless and then the elderly and then the children in our community who need a place to go and to feel safe and to be able to um, enjoy programs in a nurturing environment. So that's what we're all about. Um, We're about serving this community and strengthening this community. The only way that we can do that is by strengthening the citizens of our community. What are, and this is for both of you, what are you hoping for people who listen to this? What are you hoping they take away from not just the event and not just hearing the the background of the why, but what are you hoping it does from a resonating with their heart standpoint? Well, I would hope that it would would motivate them or move them to, to contact me. Uh, or her staff to get more involved, uh, whether it's by volunteering, whether it's, you know they have an advisory board, uh, there may be some needs where some people within their current career or their company could could assist in a, an advisory capacity. There are so many different programs that they are, that they are currently doing. So I'm hoping it would motivate people to say, you know, let me get a little bit more information. Let me do a little bit more research. Let me see what I can do. Maybe I'm retiring soon. Or I've retired, but I have these skill sets that can be used at the Y because we always need people with expertise. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and now we've got a lot of people who have expertise that listen uh, every week. If you're just tuning in, welcome to uh, the Community Roundtable. We're speaking with Colette Huff and Judge Herman Thomas about, yes, the Jazzy Blues by the Bay event coming up, but ways in which that you can give back and need to give back because these young people are growing up to be adults who have tons of talents, mm-hmm. and we want to help grow those talents. If you would, uh, Colette, rattle off some of the fun programs that um, our young people, our 
seniors and everybody in between can experience? Well, I think they're fun. All of them are fun. Um, I think the major fun program is our senior program. If you ever come to the Y, you're going to hear our seniors before you hit that hallway where they are. <laughs> they're back there laughing and enjoying life. They're connecting and engaging with each other. They're receiving nutritious meals. And we're also going out into the community and serving seniors that are homebound, connecting to them and making sure that they have the resources that they need so that they can live independent and healthy lives. Mm -hmm. Um, But our our programs aren't just fun. You know, we have the fitness and we have the recreation, we have the swimming, and that's all fun. But we're also educating everyone from our uh, infants to our senior citizens. We have our child development program, um, our after school and our summer camps. And summer camp, I think, you know, is, is really a fun program because our kids are there each day. They're being fed nutritious meals. They're having fun with their peers. They're engaging with adults that really care about them or, and are mentoring them. They're um, involved in indoor and outdoor recreational activities and field trips. We have uh, people to come in and provide services. If, um, if those programs aren't there for our young kids, what does that mean in their lives? Oh my God. I hate to even think about what that would mean to many of them. You know, that, they're sitting at home alone, unsupervised, um, struggling ed- academically because during this age of uh, virtual learning, um, a lot of them would be left unsupervised. A lot of them would be left unnourished because they're not getting the meals that they need. A lot of the families that we serve uh, are working class families, but many of them struggle. A lot of them are single fa- parent homes. So they need these services. They need the supervision. They need the academic support. They need the recreational activity so that they can be physically fit and active. You know, a lot of the kids in our communities uh, suffer from obesity, and that only leads to more and more health issues and increased um cost within our community. So they need places like Dearborn YMCA to better themselves, not just academically, but physically, spiritually. All, you know, platforms and all segments of their lives that that we can all get better at. And if we know what we know now, we Mm -hmm. can help pour that into our young people. And then I would think the camaraderie between the grandparents on one side of the room Mm -hmm. and the young people there. I mean, just to see the friendships that they're forming. Yeah. That's a big deal. We talked about, you know, the why being a heritage why. And before we started, I asked you both where you were born. Mm -hmm. Let's back it up a little bit and let people know because, I mean, yes, you both work in the city, but you're from the city Mm -hmm. and you you have a vested interest to see the city succeed. Where were you born? I was born in Mobile, Alabama. And a location? Uh, Actually, I was born down the bay. Okay. Um, Motley has deep roots in the, down the bay area. But um, I grew up in Tolmanville. And, you know, I was, after I graduated from college, I went off and um, started living in the Opelika, Auburn area mm-hmm. and serving in that community. But what brought me back here was my desire to come and make a difference in the community that helped me where I grew up. So so give that helping hand to the next person. That's Where'd right. you go to high school? McGill Tulin. Okay, so you I always like to hear how the uh the mascots and the schools are yeah. represented. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Judge, how about you? Well I was uh born at Martin Porce uh-huh. Hospital, which at which no longer exists, but it basically was the black Catholic hospital down the bay as Miss Huff indicated. But uh also Tomville. I grew up pretty much in Tomville and Pritchett. Uh, my my background is um is Catholic, St. James Major Catholic Church in Pritchett, um, number 12 of 13 children. 
Wow. So, uh, and, and that's part of, I, I think, my DNA is a large family, but, but giving back, because with a large family, you, you have to give and take, but it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing, except it's not great being number 12 out of 13. <laughs> but, but other than that, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, I'm the oldest, I mean, of four girls, but I can only imagine what 12 of 13 had to go through to, to have a voice, but you got a voice. Yes. Are you surprised when you tell people where you were born that that was the only place? That that was where, you know, black families could, uh, you know, have babies at that time in that area. Well, no, because it was the Deep South. Mm -hmm. We're talking about 1961. Mm -hmm. So, that you know, that was the norm. It was, you know, it's hard for young people to understand that now. But but that that was just the way things was done back then. Do you think that that leads to both of you? I mean, being that you're from here, you grew up here and you're giving back so much. Do you think that that leads to why it is you care so much because you've seen the city as it's ebbed and flowed over the years? I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. It's, it's, it. Because when you when you're part of something and you see it, it grow and change, and you want to be part of that. Mm-hmm. And just like Miss Huff, I went away to 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 uh, law school, but I did undergraduate here in Mobile. But but you didn't ask me in my high school. I, I was got, about to ask you. Well, I was no, no rattle, that was my next rattle question. Rattle that was my next question. R- rattle nation. Hold up now, judge. This is, <laughs> but, but, I got this. But I, but I went I went to the real rattle the Tomanville. Tomanville. Uh, see, see the fact that I knew that. I do my research. Okay, okay. Uh, yes, I love lo- I love knowing that. I think because I'm not from here, and I love one of the things I learned quickly is how proud people are of the high school they attended. And how involved they are from an alumni standpoint. I've never seen anything like this in my life. And I think other communities could learn um, so much because it seems like no matter where you go and grow, you always remember where you come from. Yes. And that's so important in conversations like this to impress upon people that, yes, fun event, Jazzy Blues by the Bay, but it's substance. It's a party with a purpose. Mm -hmm. So the money, go ahead, Jeff. Well, I just wanted to add, we are partnering with the Divine Nine. And we're very proud of the partnership that we have with the Divine Nine, and they are very supportive of this event. Ms. Huff and myself are both members of the Divine Nine. Explain to those who are not familiar with what the Divine Nine are. The Divine Nine is a Greek letter organization, college-trained uh, men and women. Um, most of us are community-based in that we believe in giving back to the community, social organizations. And this, is an, this was an opportunity where we could call on all of our brothers and sisters and greet them to come out and support a community service event. Uh, the Divine Nine Historically Black College Greek-led organization, sororities and fraternities, starting back from 1906 to I think the youngest w- group is maybe 1967, okay. if I think the oldest of the, of the, of the babies of the group. Um, <laughs> But but it's it's a great opportunity. We've had a, a a tremendous amount of support from the Divine Nine chapters in the Greater Mobile area because we also have chapters in Baldwin County and Washington County supporting us as well as Mobile. And I'm glad you shared that. And while people here HBCU understand that these organizations are inclusive of inviting all people with heartbeats to join the organizations to give back to provide resources because our children and our community they need that. Yes. The need is across the board, across the zip code. I think, let me ask you this both. Um, during the pandemic, what did you learn most during this pandemic when it comes to uh, a Dearborn YMCA standpoint? Did you learn more about your strengths? Did you learn more about, about your weaknesses? And what were they? I think I learned more about both. Um, our strengths being that um, we are an integral part of this community. And without us, so many people would be without um, we 
came together not only as a staff but with the community because without them we couldn't have provided some of the services that we were able to um, we do a great deal in our community but we're not able to do it all. United Way was a, a great supporter of us during that time. We are a United Way partnering agency, but we also came together with other community agencies to provide the services that were needed within our community. Um, food service, um, counseling, um, utility assistance, uh, mm -hmm. things that we don't typically provide, we were able to do because of the support that we receive from other United Way agencies. Love that. So learning from the strengths and the weaknesses. Yeah. Judge, how about you? Well, I, w I would think weaknesses. Mm -hmm. um, I think the pandemic forced me to, to really evaluate myself personally about what my time and was it really being useful or used in most efficiently. Mm -hmm. And I saw a lot of people and organizations suffering. Because you the the pandemic uh, exacerbated some some conditions, mm -hmm. so 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 the pandemic forced me to to realize that maybe I was doing some good things, but I really need to do more because it it highlighted a lot of shortcomings in our communities, and and so I'm hoping that you know that that we all can kind of look in the mirror and realize we can do a little bit more. That's it. So you've said for the last 25 years or so, give or take, um, you have really had a connection to the why. What made you first join in the, whatever capacity that you were in and, and why for so long have you decided to give? Well, I got involved through a, a good friend who was a fraternity brother who passed a few years back, mm -hmm. uh, Mehdi Clark, mm -hmm. who was a member of the board. And Mehdi had an ideal about doing a breakfast with Santa at the Durban Y. And some of the listeners may remember Pat Mitchell, who at one time was the black McDonald's franchise owner in Tomlinville and Pritchard. And Pat Mitchell, Pat uh, Marshall, not Mitchell, I'm sorry, Pat Marshall partnered with us. And McDonald's actually provided the breakfast for the first four or five years to Pat actually left Mobile uh, but it was a wonderful experience, and it was something we, you know, we got the fire department involved because Santa would drive on the truck. We would drive the fire truck through, at the time, the Orange Grove community and the Davis Avenue community to let kids know that Santa is going to show up at the Y. It was, we, we Maddie saw that was a need, and, uh, and, and Maddie convinced me to get involved and, mm -hmm. and, and Pat and and I've just been on board then because I went down there. I was familiar with the Y because I spent a lot of time down down in the bottom. Uh, Ms. Huff talked about down the bay, but, you know, that the better neighborhood was down in the bottom. <laughs> uh, but, but my grandparents lived in the bottom. So I spent a lot of time down out the avenue, down I, by the Y. And I have to tell you, I mean, I'm very transparent with our audience. You know, my husband has shared great stories of the bottom and of the ditch. And, mm -hmm. you know. The dump. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, I learned about the dump recently. And it's just, you know, that, that part of town looks so different before. Sad, but and, true. And, and, and the level of pride that was there. Um, it, but if it was once there, it can be restored. So. Correct. And I think that when you, when you, uh, you know, for all the adults who make it big in whatever capacity, the fact that they're caring enough to give back and making sure the next generation understands that level of pride, it's all on all of us, whether you're from here or not. If you're, if you're driving these streets and you're going to these stores, then you're part of the community. Mm -hmm. So it's so good that you, that you started that tradition. So tradition speaking, from a traditional standpoint, what can people look forward to for this year, you know, after we, we party with a purpose on Sunday, uh, August 8th? What type of um, services are you going to get back to from a traditional standpoint? 
or are they are they in the making? Are they under wraps right now? Well, I would say one thing that the community can really look forward to, and I really haven't spoken publicly about this very much, but because we have always served the underserved populations in the Mobile community, one of the things that we're working on and we're really excited about is expanding um, the services that we provide into the community. We're looking at uh, providing services in the services in the Tolmanville community, uh, the old YWCA building, which is located at the corner of Somerville and Wagner, is one that we have secured for our services. We're looking at really making that a place where we can start from the ground up and lay the foundation with our youth um, so that they can give back to the community one day. We want them to take pride in their community. We want them to take pride in themselves. We want them to feel as though, you know, this is a safe place for us. Um, After school, this is the place to go. For fitness, this is the place to go. For uh, community involvement, this is the place to go. I don't want to just exist in that community. I want us to go out into the community and really make a difference, clean up, um, provide jobs, um, connect with the other agencies within the community, the other businesses in the community. We have USA, we have the local schools, we have the churches, we have Bishop State. Um, we want to get connected and really make a difference. So from a traditional standpoint, we will be providing educational services uh, for our youth. Um, there was a program, I don't know, Herman may remember it, um, I think uh, Michael Pierce and his wife used to run it. Um, It was a youth program, and my cousins, I didn't know anything about it when I was growing up. It may not have been around, but my cousins participated in that program, and they had a culminating performance at LaFleur High School. Mm -hmm. And it was something that they were really excited about being involved in. I mean, they were getting out of the house to get there. I want that YMCA location to be one of those types of places. So bustling. Definitely. Definitely. I love the fact that you had some breaking news that you just shared, because if you're not sharing (laughs) that, that's what it's all about. About. But from both of you, I mean, right here, right now, people are listening and they're and, and they're loving what you're both saying. They're saying, I didn't know about this, but I want to make a difference. I've got some money, burn it in my pockets. I want to give. Talk to them. Tell them what they need to do right here, right now, so that we can continue to keep this legacy going. Well, as Herman mentioned, we need support. We need monetary support. I'd be lying to sit here and say, oh, just come out and volunteer. We need money because our programs take money to uh, provide, we keep our programs at a very uh, reduced uh, rate if they're not free, but we still have to pay for staff. We still have to pay for program and su- supplies and overhead and things of that sort. So I suggest that you call us, come talk to us, come by and tour our facility, um, learn more about what it is that we're going, that we're doing in the community, the impact that we have and what we, ha- what our vision is for the future. You can give us a call at uh, Dearborn YMCA. Our number is 251 432-4768. You can visit our website to learn more about us. There are ways to give there, as well as on our Facebook page. I love it. So basically you just said there's no reason why you can't reach her. <laughs> or, or the why. And and, and the, the tickets for the Jazzy yes. uh, Blues on the Bay, they're only $10. $10. $10. W- what does that $10 do in the grand scheme of things? Well, the $10, you, you come in and you get to enjoy three wonderful live acts. Two local and one 
national recording artist. Judge, I noticed that you're not saying the names of these people. Oh. Are you keeping them under wraps? No, no. Oh, I give you the names. Yes. Uh, make sure I get, get this right. We have locally Avin King and the Fifth Connection Jazz Band. Oh, they're so good. The Outlaws. Okay. And then we have national recording artist Mr. David. Oh, my. And uh, Miss Huff was able to make that happen. Yes. And so we're so appreciative of Miss Huff and her connection. So we're looking forward to a national recording artist as well as two outstanding local groups. I want to give recognition to Creek Boy Productions. Um, He was able to help us to secure Mr. David. Now, the other two local bands are outstanding. Yes. Um, One, the Outlaws. My cousin, uh, Marcus Watkins, is a uh, member of that band. I think he also plays with Alvin King and his group. Mm -hmm. So I'm really thankful for um, for them donating their time to the Y. To help us to raise funds. Every little bit event. counts. Every little bit counts. As we wrap up real quickly, and maybe five words or less, what would you like to say to your board? Oh, I would love to thank my board for their support. They have really uh, had our back. They've gone out into the community and uh, really used their expertise and their connections to help support what we do here at the Y. I just want to add one thing. Thank the board for their support, and we will have local food truck providing the refreshments, uh, food uh, at the event. So we're very excited about the the vendors from the local food truck uh, community here in Mobile supporting us. And that's why both of them joined me this morning. So you can plan on it, having a good time, August 8th at Cooper Riverside Park. That is the Jazzy Blues by the Bay. For more information, you can follow up on Facebook. You can give them a call, 251-432-4768, or a website, dearbornymca.org. Uh, Colette and Herman, thank you so much, both of you, for joining me. And please come back anytime. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. You bet. And thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Community Roundtable. Keep it tuned to the Sound of Mobile Station. Coming up next is 251 Now with Kelly Finley. You've been listening to Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Tune in next Sunday at 7 a.m. for another edition of Community Roundtable on the Sound of Mobile.